0: its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tug Entertainment or its partners.
1: It's time for Success Profiles Radio. With your host Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living then success profiles radio is the program for you every week we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life guests will come from many different backgrounds including expertise in leadership business relationships careers networking health overcoming adversity and much more Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright.
0: Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I am your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be great. I just want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. Last week, I had the honor of interviewing Dave Blanchard, who's the CEO of the Aug Mendino Group, and his book is called Today I Begin a New Life. Something he wrote really struck me, which is why I'm bringing it up this week. Clearly, there are times when things... ...aren't going well in our lives, whether it has to do with our careers, our businesses, our relationships, or other circumstances we have to work through. There are many times where it seems to be a never-ending process, and things always seem to impede our progress through life. We may say and do all of the right things, and nothing seems to make a difference. However, Dave shared a great nugget of wisdom written by Ogmandino himself in one of his writings. He addressed this very issue, and his wisdom was simply a motto containing four words, "...this too shall pass." It gives me hope to know that some way, somehow, as long as we keep pursuing what we believe in, those barriers will eventually fall away and things will eventually begin to work themselves out. If anyone out there is having a difficult time with something, rest assured it won't last forever. Just remember, this too shall pass. With all of this in mind, I want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number just in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866 404 six five one nine. Once again, that's eight six six four zero four six five one nine. My guest this week is Daryl Hornbacher. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Darrell has been finding money for small business owners since two thousand five. Prior to that, he bought and sold thirteen businesses in the previous twenty five years. Along the way he has learned a lot about both business and personal credit. He knows as much about both as anyone in the country. He has written three books with a fourth Being edited right now. One is about how to successfully get a business loan. Another is on how to build business credit. And the one he believes will be a bestseller is called Kitchen Table Credit, which is a complete legal system to repairing damaged credit. Helping people understand personal credit is a passion of his and has become his life's work. He believes the three credit bureaus, the main credit bureaus, are the biggest criminals in corporate America. They have a vested interest in keeping the common person in credit prison for as long as they can and they do. Americans through the Fair Credit Reporting Act and Fair Debt Collections Practices Act have over 200 laws on their side allowing them to repair erroneous and illegal items on their credit. Daryl is showing them one person at a time. Daryl has obtained over $300 million for small business owners in the last eight years. He's done it by treating people fairly with honesty and integrity in an industry that has many people who don't. With all of this in mind, let me bring on my guest, Daryl Hornbacher. Daryl, are you there? Hi, Brian. Gosh, I hope I can live up to all that. Of course you can. Welcome to Success Profiles Radio. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you here today.
2: Thank you. I absolutely love Dave's little nugget about this too shall pass because I use that
0: every day with clients. Mm. Right, because you're dealing with people who are in very difficult circumstances and things, people don't come to you because things are going well. Absolutely. Right. So we will definitely get into all of that during this show, but I'd like to start with the same question. I start with everybody. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you were to where you are right now.
2: Um, Gosh, it's been a long road. Um, I started off, I got fired pretty much from my first job and knew that it was going to be a constant battle if I ever tried to work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So I bought my first business when I was in, oh gosh, 25, I guess. And Unfortunately I got bored so I sold it a year later and over the course of the next 25 years I bought and sold 13 businesses. Um 12 of them I made money and one cost me everything I had so it was a major crash and burn. From there um you know I was trying a very successful business with a family member and one of us wanted to buy the other one out and I'm like well I you know, I'm bored again, and let me see if I can go find something else to do. And through this whole thing... Are, are, pardon me?
0: I was going to say, are you the kind of person that that likes to start over with a new business, or are you the kind of person that prefers to buy the other person out?
2: Uh, I was the one that prefers to start over. Okay. It, and it was really... You know, the one thing as I was evaluating what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, because quite frankly, I was a little bit tired of the starting over to some extent, Um, the one constant was always money and credit, and it was always a business owner's biggest bane is being able to get the capital they need to expand or grow or open something new. And so I started really looking at this because it's so full of mystique for a lot of people, but it really isn't. It's just like one of the simplest things ever. And the rules are very straightforward and cut and dry. Um, They change you know with the financial atmosphere of the day but they're really pretty simple
0: Mm. why why do you think it seems so complicated i mean obviously you're an expert in this subject so it, it 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 seems you know pretty simple you know for you because you deal with this every day what do you think the mystique is about why it feels like such a big ominous thing that's hanging out there
2: um, small business owners have to wear a lot of hats. They wear mm. one or two or three really well. Unfortunately, there's 15 or 20 they need to w- wear. And, mm. you know, finance is always one of the things that is kind of uh, scary and they. Mm-hmm. They, you know, you walk into a banker's office and you want money and you look at them sitting behind the desk and they're this big ogre and they're really not. Lenders mm-hmm. want to give you money. Um, that's how they get paid. Is they don't get paid if they don't give you money. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have this automatic adversarial relationship when you walk into their office and it shouldn't be like that. I think that's mm-hmm. a big part of it.
0: Okay, so I've I've heard statistics that show a certain number of businesses fail in a certain amount of time, and uh, most businesses don't survive past, let's say, five years. Do you think a lack of funding ranks uh, toward the top of the reasons why that is the case? Uh,
2: It's either it fluctuates, it's one or two constantly, and I deal with that. I, I I deal with it daily with people. I was on the phone three times today and all was the same story. If I just had the money, I could get there. And these are all legitimate business owners, legitimate people that just for the sake of a variety of circumstances don't quite fit in the mold and they're having a, a problem getting capital.
0: Okay. So on that note, what do you think the business lending climate is like today? Because it seems when the whole real estate market crashed, uh, banks were tightening up their funding, perhaps not just for real estate, but probably for everything else. Has that changed? Uh,
2: From my own personal point of view... There is more money out there than has ever been in the history of this country. It's everywhere. We're, going, we're setting every record, and we've had some good years back in the heyday in 05 through 08 before the crash. We had some multimillion dollar years, and we're going we're to break those records this year. Mm-hmm. The money is there. Here's the difference. If you want to get a business loan in 2007 or earlier, if you had a 640 credit score and a pulse, I was handing you a half a million bucks, and half of the people we handed that money to did not deserve the money, without any doubt in my mind. But that was the lending climate of the day. Today, things are obviously different. You have to be prepared, and you have to be qualified.
0: Okay. How do you think that's changed? I mean, obviously, a lot of loans have defaulted. Uh, So would you – I mean, obviously, that has to be one of the reasons why the lending climate has changed. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Like you said, a bank would lend money to anyone. What do you think the main differences are now? Um,
2: accountability, auditors, um, regulators on the bank side, you know, they can't have those freewheeling wild, wild west days like they did just a few short years ago. I mean, they have to answer to the regulators, and if a file is not complete, if it looks a little bit shaky, um, they're going to get their hand slapped in too many hand slaps, and all of a sudden there's a padlock on the door. So they're very, very careful to make sure that a client is qualified. And let me just say one thing when we talk about that qualification. If you have a bad credit score, it does not necessarily preclude you from getting money. There are dozens and dozens of options for getting money out there. You just have to be able to find the one that you fit inside their box.
0: Okay, great. Well, we have uh, less than two minutes of the first break, so let me just ask you this. I mean, you are a business loan broker, but you do spend lots of time on people's personal credit. Why why is that?
2: Uh, I think it's criminal what's going on in this country. Uh, You can literally commit a major felony and go into prison and come out of prison quicker than you can get out of credit prison through no fault of your own, i.e. some personal catastrophe, um, a divorce, a loss of a job, a medical illness, what have you. Those things can devastate a family, can devastate a marriage, and you'll sit there for, oh gosh, I've seen people that have been in this problem for as much as 20 years, but on average it's 7 to 10 years, and it's a system that was set up by the credit bureaus. They did it purposely to extract more dollars out of the American public, and it just kind of really makes me angry.
0: Yeah, and that is something we will definitely explore after the break because I do want to talk about how the credit industry conspires to keep us in what you are calling credit prison, which is a very apt term. And I did read your book, uh, Kitchen Table Credit, uh, last week, and there were some things in there that I thought were absolutely fascinating. We will definitely spend time talking about Daryl's book kitchen table credit we will discuss uh how the industry keeps us in credit prison we'll talk about credit repair and how someone can start doing that but we will do all of that right after the break on the other side stay with us this is success profiles radio
1: is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswald and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on talkingnet.com Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition.
3: Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 central on TuggyNet.com. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carroza can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real-world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carroza, business and life coach, on Forward Motion every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, On the Rockstar Radio Network, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Welcome back to
1: Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright.
0: And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Daryl Hornbacher, who's written a book called Kitchenable Credits. We are talking about all things relating to business credit and also personal credit. If you do have a question for Daryl and you would like to talk about anything relating to credit, here's the call-in number. It's 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. So, Daryl, I'd like to ask you, I hear from small business owners quite a lot that they're not able to get money, yet you say that there's a whole bunch of it out there. Explain that, if you could. Uh,
2: The banks don't make money unless they lend, and contrary to what you hear in the press, and contrary to the political parties arguing back and forth and posturing for their own purposes – Banks have to loan money to make money, and they are loaning it at incredible um uh, rates and they are they are doing it like they never have been before it's just there's regulation that comes along with it now when I say you can still get you have to be qualified to get money but you can still get money if you have a low credit score you have to look at all the different products right now there's probably forty different loan products out there um, each with a different set of qualifying criteria Anything from traditional loans and lines of credit to SBA-backed products to equipment leasing to private equity money and on and on and on. There are so many products out there. You just have to be able to walk through the maze and figure it out because it definitely
0: is a maze. Okay. So it sounds like the people who have applied for credit and have not gotten it probably have made a lot of mistakes whether it's in the application process whether it's in the documentation. Let's talk a little bit about some of the most common mistakes that small business owners uh that they make when they're going after capital. Uh they're not prepared is probably the biggest mistake. If you
2: go into a lender and say I want to fill out an application and I want to hand you a shoebox full of receipts or paperwork and you figure it out, guess what? That lender is not going to give you the time of day. Whereas if you've done your homework in, you know, the first book that I wrote, The Midas Guide to Credit and Business Funding, the whole book is about how to prepare a loan package and take it to the bank and what the 17 different things are that a banker looks for. And if you go through and do all the work for them, they're going to be much more amenable to helping you, to guiding you, to getting you in front of their loan committee and ultimately getting an approval.
0: Okay. Are there other mistakes that are pretty common besides not being properly prepared? I mean, I can totally understand. Go ahead.
2: No. uh, You know, the second probably is not having numbers or if it's a startup having overinflated numbers. Here's the thing. Again, we go back to what we talked about a few minutes ago, the adversarial relationship, which just shouldn't be there. And if you walk into a bank and heaven, let's just say you don't tell the truth. Bankers see thousands and thousands of deals a year, and they can smell this stuff out really, really easily. Go in, be realistic, tell the truth, and be humble in the fact that, hey, I need your help. I have the next best idea since sliced bread. But I need you to get it to help me to get it to market via money. And they Mm -hmm. will help you. They need to help you, they want to help you. It's how they get paid.
0: Yeah. That's that's a really good point. And I'll tell you what, I love, I don't know if you watch the TV show Shark Tank, but that is a great example of all the stuff you're talking about. I mean, if you want to ask somebody for a lot of money, if you watch that show, you will find out real quick what turns them on and what turns them off. And it sounds exactly like some of the things that you've been talking about today. We do have a caller. Andrew, are you there?
4: I am here. Thank you for Hi. having me on the show.
0: You're welcome. I
4: really appreciate that. Hi, Daryl. How are you? Darryl, Hi, i was fine, Andrew. Uh, I was... Looking through your uh, stuff, can you tell, can you tell the callers um, a little bit more about your Small Biz College, um, and also, um, if you're a new business, right, and they work directly with you, what's the what's the least amount of time for them to really establish some good business credit? Okay, two uh, Yeah, go ahead. Uh, small Biz College
2: is a website that we put together about five years ago that is something where people, and it's free to join. Um, I don't spend as much time on it as as I should, Um, but basically what we did is took a whole bunch of online um, research directories and put them in one spot so a small business owner would have one place where they can go to and and find information on how to run a successful and a streamlined business, whether it be where to get the best phone rates to how to get legal documents for free and on and on. I think there's like 30 different categories. Um, So that's that. As far as the business credit goes, um, it's a very intricate process, but we can get it done in as early as three months. Um, you know, we're guaranteeing, and we're finding uh, right around $50,000 uh, for people on average in a 90-day period, and that's without using their Social Security number
4: or a personal guarantee. Now, is that is that um, full service, or is that, hey, you do your work yourself?
2: Uh, it's a combination of both. There's certain things that I cannot do for you uh, by law. I can't go out and use your name to open up a credit account. That's just that's illegal and immoral in my mind. So, yeah, it does become an interactive process when it comes to things like that. But for the most part, the, the system is very streamlined and goes very quickly.
4: So if somebody were looking for business credit and they went through you, You wouldn't just, like, have them pay for it and then just leave them high and dry. You actually walk through the process with them. Would that be right? Uh, That would be a fair statement, yes. Okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Brian. Have a great day.
0: Thank thank you, Andrew. And I do want to thank Andrew for connecting Daryl and I together so that we could have this interview today. Daryl knows both of us, and he saw Daryl as a great potential guest, and I'm thoroughly enjoying this hour this is a really fantastic topic that is so important and needs this type of discussion so i'm so glad you're here daryl thank you okay let's talk about something that we did talk about in the last segment but really didn't have a chance to explore very much we talked about how the credit industry conspires to keep us in credit prison can you talk about that and explain what do you mean by that
2: Absolutely. The the, the 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 nameless credit bureaus, but you all can figure out who they are, um, have a vested interest in you having bad credit. They enjoy revenue um, of about $145 per person annually if you have a credit score below 640. If you have a credit score of 700 or above, which is typically what you need to get a decent interest rate on a mortgage or a car or a school loan or whatever, they make only about $80, so just a little bit over half of that. So they have a vested interest in you having bad credit they say, and how they get this money or how they generate this revenue is they sell your information. If you get a Capital One uh, application in the mail that you didn't ask for or one of the banks or uh, insurance product, all of those mailings come from lists that were purchased from the credit bureaus. And the credit bureaus have decided that if you have bad credit, that you're in a more tenable position, let's say, and you're willing to spend more money to buy yourself out of whatever trouble you're in. So they think that list is worth more money. And bottom line is the worse your credit, the more money they make on you. And it really should be exactly the opposite. I mean, this is a, is, is a country that was founded on different
0: principles than that, in my opinion. Absolutely. So that leads me to another really important question. If the credit industry is conspiring to keep us in credit prison, it also means that they are keeping our scores intentionally low. Is that right? That's absolutely correct. Okay. And that can run into a lot of different problems, such as things on our credit reports that are actually incorrect. Or resolved accounts that are still reported as unresolved accounts, so let me ask uh, you talk about in your book you talk about credit repair i 'd like to ask you, does it work and how can someone get started doing that? and We have less than two It absolutely minutes to our next works,
2: break. and there are many full service companies out there. I run a full service company, but I charge somebody a thousand dollars to fix their credit. Um, There are 20,000 credit repair companies in this country and a fraction of them are legitimate and the rest of them are backroom boiler operations, hence the double black eye reputation that credit people like myself have. And as a consumer, you need to be very careful of that. I wrote kitchen table credit specifically for two reasons. Number one three reasons. Number one, the cost is if you have credit problems, odds are you don't have a thousand bucks to spend. Number two, embarrassment. You don't want mom and dad or your neighbors or your in-laws or whoever, um, uh, you know, knowing what's going on and knowing what you're doing. So people tend to not get into credit repair um, simply because of the embarrassment.
0: Okay. Well, we do have less than a minute uh, to our next break. I also, I would assume that it is possible for people to take steps to fix their credit themselves. Is that right? Absolutely, and I'd love to tell people how to do it. Great. We will definitely do that in our next segment. We are talking with Daryl Hornbacher, who is an expert, one of the leading experts in the country on uh, business credit and personal credit and helping businesses and helping people find money for the things that they need to do. We will continue this discussion right after the next break. We'll be right back on the other side. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us and I'll tell you how to call in to participate in our discussion right after the break. Stay with us.
1: is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network.
3: If you've ever been confused about the facts surrounding non-surgical rejuvenation and cosmetic plastic surgery, we're pleased to introduce to the Rockstar Radio Network audience Spirit Lift, plastic surgery for the soul. Each Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, host Kim McKenna and plastic surgeon Dr. Sadi Arfani will help dispel the myths surrounding this exciting field and lift the veil of mystery on a very important topic. With advances in nutrition and self-care, many of us want to look as young and vibrant outside as we feel inside. Plus, listeners will be able to call in live and share their questions and get advice on the air. A show where you will learn how to look and feel your best and be your best. Join us to have your spirit lifted on Spirit Lift Plastic Surgery for the Soul. Each Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. Booyah! That's the word uttered when you know
1: you have the upper hand. Or you're the winner. Well now, we have the Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Brassie. Tuesdays at 9, 8 central, on toginet.com. Martin's show is all about helping speakers and authors find their niche, create their brand, and achieve massive success. Each week, Martin will interview guests from around the world who have achieved tremendous success as speakers and authors. You'll find out who they are, what they do, and how you can follow in their footsteps to achieve incredible results. Guests will come from around the world of business, entertainment, finance, the arts, and sciences. Nothing is off topic, no subject to taboo. We'll share valuable information as well as huge laughs as we discover the ups and downs of being a successful speaker and author. The Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Pressey, Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on togydat.com.
0: And welcome back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My name is Brian K. Wright, and my very special guest this week is Daryl Hornbacher, uh, expert extraordinaire on credit, business, and personal. And we were talking a little little bit about repairing credit in the last segment, and I want to explore the idea of someone wanting to take matters into their own hands and uh, fixing their own credit. So, Daryl, how would someone go about doing that?
2: Well, the easiest way would be to buy my book. But aside from that, you can repair your credit yourself,
4: okay? Mm-hmm. There,
2: are, there are 200 laws, and those laws, as I believe you at this outset of the show, when you were giving my bio, they are th- split between the Fair Credit Reporting Act and the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. And there are all of these different laws that will – that when something is reported and like I tell clients all the time I don't really care about your culpability in the event that led to us talking all I care about is were the results of that event reported accurately and legally to the credit bureaus and there are very specific laws as to the legalities of how things are reported you can go out through Um, through the Internet, and you can just Google do-it-yourself credit repair or how to fix my own credit. There are a dozen keywords you can use. Basically, when I uh, wrote Kitchen Table Credit, I used a lot of the things that I had learned over the last seven or eight years. I also scoured the Internet and took all of the information and put it into one 300-page book. I then gave it to my attorneys, and I had my attorneys actually write, I think there's 48 or 50 letters in the book that were written by attorneys that are the same exact letters that we use with our full-service clients. So bottom line, okay. it's convenience. So it, Go ahead.
0: That's yeah, that's great. I was going to say, and I've read this book, so I, I can wholeheartedly endorse this. And so, if you if you are interested in fixing your own credit, I really do recommend that you get kitchen table credit. And as Daryl said, there are lots of templates of letters that you can use if you wanted to write letters to uh, the credit bureaus or to your creditors individually. Um, are those letters in the book? That are they? You can use them just as they are, or do you need to tweak them, or is there some kind of a, a scanning or or uh, Uh, a process that these credit bureaus go through when they read the letter I mean how do they know where to go with that
2: those are letters that were written by attorneys that work okay and there are letters out there on the internet there are, are very generic letters in the book, as you as you saw, we get very specific on certain things. Although there are 200 laws out there as far relating to credit bureau reporting, there really are only four or five that get used every day. So we concentrated around those four or five, made sure that we could deal with every issue and it was they were letters that worked what Mm -hmm. people need to do if they have a problem on their credit report it doesn't matter if you were complicit in the event or not it just doesn't matter if you think it's wrong if you think it was reported inaccurately or if you're privy to all of the laws that you know it was reported illegally Mm -hmm. then all you have to do is send a letter attach the proper documentation so if it was something that you paid off eight years ago and it's still being reported on your credit bureau report, you need some proof that you paid it off, Uh, proof of who you are, and that's it. You send it in, and by law, they have to take it off. They don't have a choice.
0: Okay, and so they have 30 days to respond to your request? Uh, They have 30 days to respond,
2: and that happens pretty – you know, it wasn't but a couple years ago before all the computers or all the uh, credit bureaus had these supercomputers that the 30-day law took – you know, came into play an awful lot. It doesn't anymore because now they're all computerized. You send a letter to them from the date they receive it. They have 30 days to mail to you. So the actual process really is about 37 days uh, when you take into account um, mailing and things like that. Yeah, Hmm. they pretty much can get to the original creditor and get back and get back to you just because of the use of a computer.
0: Okay. Do you recommend that someone who sends a letter do it by certified mail so that there is proof that somebody got it?
2: I like to see certified mail and I also, I actually send two copies when I do a full service uh, client is I will send a certified mail and I will also send a regular mail because the law reads that if you send it certified and it was refused and you send a regular mail at the same time, and there's really no way to document that other than you should take notes of everything you do, uh, Mm -hmm. that the actual regular mail piece, they accept that as the fact that it
0: went through. Okay. Do you recommend these requests be done in writing or over the phone? Do you have a preference or is one better than the other?
2: Uh, absolutely in writing you're not even allowed really to do it over the phone you can do it over the internet it gets lost in in this gigantic bushel basket of internet inquiries. Understand these credit bureaus, people are starting to wise up Brian and -hmm. these credit bureaus are getting inundated so now they're setting new rules as to how they will accept a challenge on a derogatory, which if you don't follow those rules, and they literally change by the month, um, that they can throw
0: your, your challenge out for cause, and they don't even have to respond to you. Okay. Are we talking about only items that are erroneously reported, or are we talking about negative things that are actually true that someone just wants to get rid of?
2: Uh, we're talking about both. Okay. Um you know you can and i 'll give you a for i 'll give you one for example the law there 's so many laws but i 'll give you for example let 's say that you legitimately um, uh, didn 't pay a credit card and you defaulted on it, and the credit card company tries to collect from you for 60 days or 90 days and a lot of these credit card companies don't even have the facility to report you to the credit bureau for a charge off. So what they do is they'll lease this debt. They don't sell it as a rule. They'll lease it. It's a little bit more complicated than that. But for the sake of this, let's just say they'll lease the debt to somebody. The law states that that person, uh, that collection agency, has a legal right to report you to the credit bureaus for this charge-offer collection for the time that they are attempting to collect the debt, which is typically 30, 60, or 90 days. At the end of the collection effort, they must remove the item from your credit bureau report. They never do. So let's say they try and collect for 90 days, they put it on your credit, and they can't collect, they'll send it back to the credit card company. The credit card company will lease and release this debt numerous times. So the effect of that is very simple. You could have started off with a 700 credit score, had one bad instance, which would have taken your score down to only 680, say 20-point drop, but by them leasing and releasing this debt, and each time a collection agency doesn't remove it how they're legally supposed to, that 700 credit score can go to, down to 580, and all you've done is one little thing.
0: Wow. So you so definitely be- recommend. Oh, I was, I was going to say you definitely recommend that people check their own credit reports on a regular basis.
2: Absolutely, because half of the time, if you have a charge off or collection, you'll be you'll see it reported three, four, five. I've seen it re- reported one event. I've seen it reported as many as eleven times. And wow. this person's credit was in the mid seven hundreds, and yeah, I, for privacy, I can't say what it was, but it was in sure. the middle seven hundreds. By the time they got to me their credit score was sub 500 and all they had done was one thing wrong, which is now going to haunt them or could potentially haunt them for the next 10 years.
0: That just sounds so criminal.
2: It, it, it now you know why I, why I have the passion for this that I do, because it absolutely is criminal and it just, we've got to change it.
0: Absolutely. Okay. um, Let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, I read your book, Kitchen Table Credit, like I said. I think that's a really interesting name for a book. How did you come up with that? It's really simple. I took a poll of 2,000 people that were past
2: customers or potential customers or whatever, and I said, if you had bad credit and um, you wanted to get it fixed, what is the main reason you wouldn't get it fixed? And... um, uh, embarrassment was the number one answer. It was even above money, uh, was embarrassment. So I went to an internet marketing guru, genius buddy of mine, and told him this story. And he said, well, where's the most private, intimate place um, that you could sit and fix your credit with nobody knowing about it? And I said, at the kitchen table. And he said, that's your name.
0: Hmm. That That is awesome.
2: Isn't that interesting? I mean, he's a much more brilliant guy than I am. But that's the name, and I said, you know what? That makes all sense in the world, and that's what we did.
0: Okay. We have less than two minutes to our next break. I do want to ask, what do you think the biggest hurdle is facing small business owners today when it comes to getting capital?
2: Um, again, preparation I mean, if you go in and and you've got to understand from a banker 's point of view they're mm-hmm. seeing dozens and dozens and dozens of deals a month hundreds and hundreds annually they're going their human nature will take over and they 're going to push through the things that they can get pre- pushed through in the quickest amount of time it 's a numbers game with them. Now, if you walk in and fill out an application and give them a shoebox, you're done. If you prepare, then you'll get through.
0: Okay, that's great. When we come back from our next break, we will talk about how a business owner can separate their personal credit from their business credit uh, because you are of the belief that someone's personal credit should not be part of their business credit. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We will discuss how Daryl does that with his clients after the break and we will talk about some more uh, fantastic and amazing topics. We will come back from our final break. Very shortly, my guest is Daryl Hornbacher. He's an expert in business and personal credit. His book is Kitchen Table Credit. And we will come right back after our final break. Can you believe how quickly this show is going? An hour goes really fast when you're talking about something as important as this topic. So we'll be right back. Please stay with us. This is Success Profiles Radio.
1: is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you yearning to connect with those close to you who have passed on? Do you feel you'd be more at peace or more in balance in your life if you could only have that connection? Now you do. It's time for Alex Laws and the Alex Laws Hour. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Alex discovered an incredible balance that allowed him to listen and receive messages from the other side. Not your traditional psychic medium. Alex has spent the last 27 years as an endurance athlete and entrepreneur. At the core of Alex's abilities is his knowing that in order to open one's soul to the universe, one must open their heart to being authentic. The wisdom Alex has shared from those beyond the veil has helped at an international level and changed people's lives and sometimes, too, their direction in life. Need help with your life or business direction? Tap into the spiritual realm of Alex Laws. For more information, check out AlexLaws.com. Then join us for the Alex Laws Hour with Alex Laws. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central here on The Rock. Star Radio Network. Yes, there is an app for that. Yes, there's an app for that too. And yes, there's an app for that. You hear it all the time. But what does that mean to you? Join us for Yes, there is an app for that. The radio show With your hosts, Chandler and Sherry George. Thursdays at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. This is one radio show you can't afford to miss. Yes, there's an app for that. It's the show that will open your eyes as a business owner and entrepreneur. You'll learn what's hot and what's not in apps, internet marketing, and mobile marketing. And as a consumer, you'll learn what's new in the mobile app world each week and how it can affect your life on a day-to-day basis. You'll learn the good and bad about certain mobile apps. Plus, we'll keep you informed on what to watch. Watch out for for your kids on mobile apps. For more information, check out the website, catchfireinternetmarketing.com. Then join us for, yes, there's an app for that, with your hosts, Chandler and Sherry George. Thursday afternoons at 2 p.m. Central, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright.
0: And once again, we are back for our final segment of this week's show. My guest is Daryl Hornbacher, and we are talking about credit we were going to talk a little bit about, I want to talk a little bit about the idea of setting up business credit without using your personal credit that's an idea that's probably really foreign to a lot of people so let's let's talk about how that happens and how you help make that happen for people
2: okay uh, it really isn't foreign it's been around since the early 80s uh, believe it or not our, our friend Donald Trump was was I, I don't want to call him the inventor but was one that kind of started it where mm. you know you've watched him bankrupt three times over the past 20 years and his personal personal wealth has always stayed intact. And the reason he's done been able to do that is he hasn't personally guaranteed those loans so when things went south he was able to bankrupt and, and walk away unscathed on a personal basis. Mm-hmm. All things being relative, there are over a thousand lenders and vendors in this country that will give you credit just based on a business credit score you can build that business credit score very easily to the equivalent of a 750 FICO score, and you can get um, thousands and thousands of dollars of credit um, that you don't personally guarantee, that they don't use your social security number. Uh, When we talked earlier about one of the ways people with bad credit can still get business money, business credit is one of those avenues. They can travel right now we're getting oh gosh i'm guaranteeing people fifty thousand dollars in credit um, with with you know just with nothing you just go in, you start building it's a stepping stone or a tiered process you start with very small incremental amounts of credit five hundred or a thousand dollars, and pretty soon you have. These major fortune corporations and credit card companies giving you credit lines of six to fifteen thousand dollars
0: That is absolutely incredible. So do you do that by helping people get installment loans or or apply for business credit cards with a smaller limit first?
2: that's yeah the, the latter is basically what we'll do is we'll go to places like Staples or Shell oil. Um, the uh, FedEx, Kinkos, people that will extend um, credit just because you have a formal entity like an LLC or an S corp, and they'll take a chance on you. It's an, again, it's a numbers game, and they feel you'll be responsible once you've went out and used those type of products for a couple of months and they've reported to the business credit bureaus, you'll develop a business credit score. And over a period of three or four months, you will get a credit score for your business that is totally related to your business and not to you personally um, of that's an equivalent, it's called a Paydex score from Dun & Bradstreet, it's an 80 Paydex score, and which signifies you've got the equivalent of a 750 personal FICO score, and then you're going to start getting, you know, I've got people getting Dell computer lines uh, for $15,000, Sam's Club Discover cards for ten to $12,000, Sears Robot cards for $10,000, Walmart uh, Visa cards for $10,000, and the list just goes on and
0: on and on. That is amazing because I mean I talked to I talked to friends of mine who who have businesses and I told them that I was doing this show and they said this is something I really need to listen for uh, you know whether it's live or whether it's in the download and if you if you are not listening to this live then you're listening to the download if you are listening live you can hear it back again in download if you are or at my website, www.successprofilesradio.com. On the right-hand side of the page, you can see all of the shows that are archived. You can also link up with me on Facebook and on Twitter. And you can also uh, download the show for free on iTunes. And that should be available within a couple hours or so after the show is complete. So I love this idea of setting up business credit apart from your personal credit. Do you recommend that people use their business credit to pay off and fix their personal credit with, or do you simply recommend keeping the two completely separate all the time?
2: You know, you can intermingle funds. You know, you're a business owner; you have the right to do whatever you want, Brian. Mm-hmm. I like to keep things. You know, I have four different companies, and I keep things separate on every. You know, on every one of them. I just think it at the end of the the day. Where if there ever is a question and especially if you're looking at exit strategies down the road you need solid numbers you don't need intermingled numbers if you want somebody to buy your business for a hundred thousand dollars or whatever that number is you need to be able to prove to them why it's worth that so that's why I keep things separate Um, as far as the business credit goes it's it's a product that, and I don't endorse this, and I certainly do not teach this, but as you pointed out earlier in our conversation, the average business lasts five years. Well, you know, when the average business goes south in that fifth year or whatever it is, a lot of personal devastation tends to go along with that. If you've spent the time developing your business credit and things do go south, you can, your personal life can still remain intact, and you can walk away for the sake of a $300 business bankruptcy. I mean, it really, really is. And again, that's not what I preach. It's just the
0: fact. Okay. Um, I would like to revisit something we talked about earlier. We talked about repairing your credit and fixing your credit. But I forgot to ask, how can you go about checking your credit? There are a lot of websites out there that you can check your credit report and or check your score. Do you have a recommendation as to how someone can start checking their credit or monitoring their credit?
2: Uh, yeah. there's the, the site that I've set up that has for business owners what I think is the most accurate credit report um, is called creditviper.com. So credit and then viper, like the s- snake. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go, I strongly encourage people to join a monitoring service. I belong to one. I think it's this day and age with what's going on and knowing what I know, it's a lousy 15 bucks a month and it's well, well worth the investment just to have it. Um, you can also go, there's many, many free sites There's some government sponsored free sites that give you a credit report once a year doesn't give you a score it just gives you a report so it, you know it's your preference okay. and what you're using it for.
0: Okay so that is www.creditviper.com is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay great so let me ask you this if someone wanted to work with you to fix their credit or to get business funding what process or what steps do you work through with that person to get started?
2: Uh, Basically, we interview them, and typically it's me. I mean, we're we're a multi-million dollar company, but we run very lean, and there are a half a dozen of us. Um, that, and everything is personal, and that's why we've been so successful, is because everything with our company is customized. You know, we'll interview a client, we'll ask the hard questions, the questions that sometimes a client might not want to answer, and from that, we'll develop a timeline that they can follow to get what they need, and We're pretty doggone successful. You can Google me um, and Google Midas, uh, and you're you're not going to find a a derogatory comment
0: anywhere. Okay, so you mentioned Midas. That's the name of your company. What is exactly the name of your company, Daryl?
2: Midas Financial Company out of Denver, Colorado.
0: Midas Financial out of Denver, Colorado. So if you want to do your due diligence and look up what Daryl's doing, I wholeheartedly recommend that. Um, let me ask you, what do you think makes you so successful in this field where there are a lot of people out there who don't seem legitimate?
2: Um, integrity. We've walked away from scores of thousands of dollars because something didn't pass the smell test, and we felt that for longevity sake, well, felt. I mean, it's how we feel, that, and not just for longevity. It's just it, it's a matter of, of doing business and being able to look somebody in the eye and not have to look over your shoulder when you walk away. I mean, this, we've chosen two industries that are two of the worst industries with the most charlatans of anything out there. And to date, we're unscathed, and we plan on staying that way.
0: That's fantastic. How can we get a hold of your book, Kitchen Table Credit? Kitchentablecredit.com Okay. And that book is for sale. Is it in physical format or e-format or both?
2: Uh, It's in e-format right now. We are going to start uh, printing hard copies and discs with the uh, dispute letters, but right now it's in downloadable form. You go to Kitchen Table Credit. uh, There are a couple videos to watch that are each like two minutes in length that will show you what you're getting, how to use it give you access to tips and hotlines and autoresponders, but the book, the minute you buy it, the book, you can download it in seconds and go to work.
0: Okay. What do you think has been, and I know there are you know, privacy uh, issues and such, but what, what types of industries do you find uh, work best for this, or do you have a favorite example of someone that you've helped?
2: um yeah we really do and the person you, if you go to kitchen table credit the person you'll see on the video who is now my fiance, who we met over this type of thing and she's a single mom and single moms just if i can use this language get hosed more times than not in a divorce yeah they might get some child support might get whatever but they come out of it not being able to function and one of the biggest challenges they have is their credit so we really really spend a lot of time and have a soft spot in our heart for single moms wow that's
0: that's fantastic because i I think in a lot of cases those single moms might have uh, relied upon their partner to do the bulk of everything and now they don't have anyone to do that with you absolutely hit the nail on the head brian Okay, great. We are less than a minute to the end of the show. How can we get a hold of you, Daryl, if uh, we want to learn more about you or want to contact you in any way?
2: I take phone calls all the time. I answer the phones. You can get a hold of me at 303 513 is a direct line right to my desk and I'm going to answer the phone and uh, I'm more than happy to spend time explaining this maze and how it's just not that difficult to get out of it.
0: That's fantastic. Daryl, you have been an awesome guest. I really appreciate you being on Success Profiles Radio this week and we are coming right up to the end of the show. Please join us next week on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another great episode of Success Profiles Radio. Please come... Back and the download will be available toward the end, uh, uh, about an hour or so or two after the show. Take care, everyone. Have a wonderful week.
1: Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host Brian K. Wright here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each week we'll.